podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the co-hosts are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. If you would please open your WWE Bibles to the book of Austin, chapter 3, verse 16. And he said unto Jake the Snake Roberts, I just whipped your ass. That's right. This is the Smack and Raw podcast, episode 39. I am your pastor and host, the warden Matt Ritter. I am here with my clergyman and co-host, the real heel Eric Seeker. Yo. And Sir Cussalot Travis Pointer. What's happening? First of all, you will not associate me with your religion, sir. You already interrupted. I didn't fuck up this time. You interrupted. Give me one second. And just like every week, we are here to spread the gospel of professional wrestling to all you faithful followers and listeners. Oh, my brothers, testify. Okay, Travis, not what you want to say. I don't want to say anything anymore. I'm shutting this down. We're not doing this tonight. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So anyway, um... We had the superstar shakeup this week. I'm going to run through all the people that got shaken up. Um, and then we'll talk about how it affected Raw and SmackDown and what happened on uh, Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Unless you guys have anything you want to touch on first before we get going. Well, there's a lot of things I'd like to touch, but they don't have anything to do with this. Okay. Eric, what about you? <laughs> yeah, nothing. You got, you got something in your, your mouth? It's, it's dark. <laughs> I can't see you. So you're choking on something? over there yep okay all right so on raw we got jinder mahal brizongo the riot squad Sami Zayn and kevin owens natalia dolph ziggler with drew mcintyre baron corbin bobby Roode, and then after raw we found out we got chad gable mike Kanellis, the ascension zach Ryder, and mojo rally all moving to raw from smackdown so basically well. everybody just went to uh, Raw. I'm just glad that Sheldon Benjamin got rid of that dead weight. Well, we'll get to that too. Um, he didn't have a great showing in his first singles match, but at least he's a singles competitor now. He cheated. But we'll talk about that. Uh, on SmackDown, uh, coming over from Raw, we had The Miz, Jeff Hardy, Absolution, Samoa Joe. Uh, it was announced that Sanity will be coming, uh, but they're not there yet. The return of Big Cass. Asuka is officially a member of the SmackDown roster. Um, and then we also got the club, the bar, R-Truth, and Andrade Cien Almas, along with his manager slash female wrestler, Zelina Vega. Um, what was I going to say? What was that thing when they were like, um, like somebody, like the chaos thing? What was that? I believe, see, I was confused by that too because – when the Iconics came up from NXT, they used to be the Iconic duo. They changed their name. So that promo looked like – it sounded like Eric Young, and it looked like it was Sanity, and I thought maybe they were changing Sanity's name from Sanity to Chaos. But then later on in the show, they said Sanity's coming to NXT. Yeah, I was or, confused by that too. Hmm. So I don't know if Sanity's going to be Chaos. I don't know if – I don't know what the fuck's going on. The only thing I did notice was – it's Sanity going to SmackDown minus Nikki Cross. So it's just the three guys. They're not bringing Nikki Cross with them for whatever reason. So we'll see how that plays out. Hmm. Okay. Um, the weirdest thing out of this whole superstar shakeup is what kind of kicked off Raw and then later on morphed into SmackDown. Uh, Jinder Mahal came out as the very first superstar in the draft, bringing the U.S. title to Monday Night Raw where he promptly lost to Jeff Hardy, who then took the U.S. title back to SmackDown. Yeah, that was one of those things. Ah, they, they, they actually kept me guessing on that when I wasn't ready for that. So, I for sure thought Shel- or, uh, Seth Rollins was going with the IC title yeah, over SmackDown. Yeah, I did too. Did not expect Jeff Hardy to show up and bring that title back. Um, Can we, well, can we- I guess we'll talk about that match when, we, when it comes up. So, go ahead. Uh, the Jeff Hardy-Shelton match, yeah. yeah. Well, we can talk about it now. We're already on it. Well, I was just wanted to point out I was kind of disappointed that it wasn't a Randy Orton Sheldon Benjamin match because I saw him come well, that up like amazing. that was what I wanted and kind of like you know I don't know if you remember the last time they faced each other on television in the ring. No, no, I don't. The last time they faced each other in the ring was the night that Sheldon Benjamin won the Intercontinental Championship from Randy Orton. Just saying. He won that match. Well, let's give him a little setup here. So Shelton Benjamin comes out. He cuts a heel promo, says that 
his Twitter account got hacked and all the praise that he gave Chad Gable was all bullshit. Was that really a heel promo, though, or was it just a fuck Chad Gable promo? Uh, I'm going to say it's a heel promo. I'm betting he's going to be playing a heel. I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm not against that being the case, but I I don't think what he said necessarily makes him a heel. Maybe because I'm just an asshole, so I didn't think what he said was all that heelish. It just sounded like the truth to me, but... You know, well, that's that's the thing about heels, Travis. A lot of a lot of heels tell the truth. They just tell the truth that nobody wants to hear. Is that why I usually like the heels? Probably. That would so anyway, he cut his promo about how he's on his own. Somebody hacked his Twitter account. He never needed Chad Gable. He doesn't need anybody. And he talked to Paige and said he wants some real competition. He's going to get some big competition. Randy Orton's music hits. Exactly. Randy Orton gets about halfway down the ramp and then his music cuts off. And then Jeff Hardy's music hits, so not really sure why Randy Orton came out in the first place. He didn't stick around. He didn't hit anyone with RKO. It was a dirty, dirty tease, and I didn't like it. (laughs) But uh, he had the match with Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy finished him off with the Swanton Bomb. cheated. One, two, three. Shelton Benjamin. He cheated. Takes his first loss as a single superstar. That don't count. He cheated. (laughs) Eric, uh, what'd you think of the U.S. title match on Raw and the U.S. T- or, well, it wasn't a U.S. title match, but the U.S. champion having a match with Shelton Benjamin on SmackDown? Uh, that was pretty unexpected. So is that so? The U.S. title is going to SmackDown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Hardy's on SmackDown. He's U.S. champ, so it's not going to SmackDown. It's staying on SmackDown because that's where it started. Right, yeah. It's, there's so much bouncing back and forth right now. It's it's hard to keep up with. Man. I, I think it's interesting that, you know, the Riot Squad and Absolution kind of like changed places. That was pretty funny to me, too. That's well, not only did they there. do that, but it makes sense because now Paige is GM exactly. on SmackDown. Exactly. So now you've got her team on SmackDown and that other team on Raw. And uh, I'm glad you brought that up because the Riot Squad's debut on Monday Night Raw was during the Bailey Sasha match, which was supposed to be the big culmination of their feud because we didn't know who was going to SmackDown. Oh, we're not getting, um, we're not really getting that till Backlash. But it, yeah, it ended in a DQ because the Riot Squad came out and jumped them. Um, with Oscar gone, there's a lot of hope for the Riot Squad on Raw. Like, there's a lot of people that went from SmackDown to Raw that I'm like, oh, that sucks for you because with Brock Lesnar as champion, you don't really have a shot at shit. But on the flip until, side, until until Bobby Lashley takes that belt off of him, but you know, um, yeah, until Bobby Lashley or Braun Strowman take that belt off him after you know we boo and boo and boo until they give us what we want. Um, but the women coming over from SmackDown to Raw, mm. being flesh, fresh blood in the water, they actually have a chance against Nia Jax. So maybe we'll see some of them step up here. Speaking of Brock, read something the other, like, it may have been today. The last three days are a real blur to me. Um, But apparently that decision for Brock to win win that match was made the day of. Like it was made in the middle of the match. And, and like, like Roman didn't find out that he was losing that match until he showed up to the arena. You know, that happens yeah. a lot of times in Brock Lesnar's matches where it's either at right before the match starts or halfway through. They're like, you know what? We were going to go another way, but nah, Brock's going to win. Yeah, and then they would, like, they just had, like, nobody knew except Vince, Brock, Paul, and then Roman found out when he got to the arena. They let the ref know when they got to the ring, not even let him know, just told him, like, yo, no matter what happens, if the shoulders are down, count the three. <laughs> okay. And I was just like, huh, interesting. Do you guys want to talk about uh, nope. the AOP versus Slater and Rhino? I, it wasn't I, on the hoop. I was say, I didn't even see that one. I already knew by the way you brought it up. I'm like, I probably didn't see this. Go ahead. Yeah, it was a squash <laughs> match. AOP went, uh, Slater and Rhino lost the AOP. Uh, did you guys see the Miz TV? Yes. Yeah. So well, we he tried to Sammy claim they were the new NWO before he got shipped off the SmackDown. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was great. So Miz comes out. He's got these two big guest stars that are going to change the landscape of Monday Night Raw. Turns out to be uh, Owens and Zayn. Like you said, they talked about how they're the new NWO. 
Um, Kurt Angle comes out and says, listen, I gave you guys a shot last week. You didn't win it. You guys aren't on Monday Night Raw. Sami Zayn then pulls out an email that Stephanie had sent out, unfolds it, clears his throat and reads it, informing Kurt Angle that uh, she's overruling his decision and they both get a spot on Monday Night Raw. I feel like all of this is going to lead to Kurt Angle quitting his GM position and going back to semi-full-time wrestling. I don't want that. Um, I don't know. It it made sense. It was cool because it's one of those things that all you know that tended to happen with the McMahon family when she basically like hired them and was like, "Hi, hey, fuck you, Shane." You know. Mm-hmm. So it made sense for her to do that. We also found out uh, from Kurt that the Miz and the Miz Taraj shouldn't be too happy because the Miz is off to SmackDown, but the Miz Taraj was staying on Raw. Which is not good for Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. Let's be honest. Yeah, they like, just they yeah, have really, they're to the do ones now. losing on that. They're done. They're done. <laughs> oh, that's they're just rough. gonna disappear now. Um, this led to the announcement of a ten-man tag team match later on, where we would see the Mizdrage, Zayn and Owens face Bobby Roode, Braun Strowman, uh, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, and a uh, Bobby Lashley. Um, obviously, Rude, Strowman, Balor, Seth, and Lashley won. Only big deal about this was that this was how they announced that Bobby Rude was now part of the Raw roster, which I, I don't know, maybe it. Intercontinental title, but he yeah. ain't going to the main event. I yeah. much would have rather seen him stay on SmackDown and go against AJ. Yeah, I mean, I saw him coming, though. I saw that coming. Like, when they announced, I'm like, okay, well, who's left that can move over that won't really disrupt things, but it'll, you know, change things a bit? Like, I was probably, I, I was looking at the mid-card, and I'm like, all right, who's in the middle that they can move around? I'm like, ah, it's Bobby Roode. And sure enough, there's the music. He hits, he comes out. Um, I'm fine with it. It's one of those, I didn't, I didn't see him really getting very high on SmackDown either. I saw him yeah. pretty much sitting in that mid-card no matter where he was at, so it doesn't really matter if he's on SmackDown or Raw. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> with AJ being champ and the way things are kind of run on SmackDown, I could see him making it up to AJ's level, putting on matches with AJ. I mean, they have that whole history from TNA. Yeah, but he doesn't connect with the fans as, as well as he did in TNA. So it's just... Not yet. We'll see. He's all entrance right now. And here's the thing. Normally, that's enough for me. But, <laughs> like, you make a great entrance. I'm like, all right, I'm sold. I'm with you. I don't care what you do in the ring. There's certain people who I don't care what they do in the ring because they have such an awesome entrance. No, made a great entrance. Drew McIntyre on Monday Night Raw when he came out. and I was uh, happy assisted. to see him. Yeah, yeah he, came, cool. he came out and assisted Dolph Ziggler. Is it just me or do Dolph and Drew remind you of Sean and Diesel? Kind of. I can see that. I can see that. So Dolph Ziggler came out, announced that he is now part of Monday Night Raw, blah, 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 blah. Titus Worldwide, for whatever reason, thought that Dolph Ziggler would want to join them. So they showed up pretty much just to get the shit beat out of them by Dolph and Drew. Uh, we got that zigzag um, Claymore kick tag team move, which was pretty cool. I don't know if Dolph and Drew are going to be a tag team or if it's going to be more of like a – like I said, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, where I imagine, I imagine there'll be a tag team. What I was gonna say, where he's more kind of like a tag team partner slash Dolph's bodyguard. I think they'll be more of a tag team because they wouldn't have done that tag team maneuver if they weren't gonna be a tag team. Um, yeah. And plus, it's one of those where like you got to figure out like you you got Dolph, you can't waste him, but they don't wanna. They don't. He's not a main event guy. But he's so he is, but they're but not going to let him be. Well, you know what I mean. Like they don't. He's very clearly this generation Shawn Michaels, and they could really redo the whole Shawn Michaels Diesel thing, get Dolph <laughs> over, and then use that to nah, put. Drew McIntyre he's in not clearly this generation Shawn Michaels. If he was clearly this generation Shawn Michaels, he'd be on top. But well, he has the ability to be this generation Shawn Michaels. Yeah, well, I mean, we we see that, and it it happens with different people, and it just doesn't end up that way. Like it was kind of like that with John Morrison too. He just didn't get that push um but they're there he's not you know he's not going to be their main event guy but they have to do something with him because they can't just let that just that talent just go away so put him in the tag division will work it'll give him some some kind of relevance and they have something to do with him you know 
Yeah, they pair him with McIntyre and, you know, give McIntyre something to do also. Yeah. Um, I see McIntyre going to the main event once they get that title off Brock. I mean, they already pushed Jinder for the WWE title. He kind of the same thing, came back. He's all big and jacked. He was already slated as Vince McMahon's yeah. chosen one Yeah, I remember that on. before they sent them packing. <laughs> and to go along with the opening of the show to fulfill the prophecy, to fulfill the wishes of the wrestling god Vince McMahon, it only makes sense that he ascends to his rightful place in the main event as champion. We'll see. Eric, you got anything? I don't know shit about Drew McIntyre, but I thought that was pretty cool. It was surprising. One of the things that I really remember about Drew McIntyre is back in the day, on um, whatever the WWE game was that year, I don't remember, but it's him, William Regal, Sheamus, Somebody else, I don't remember. They formed this faction. They called themselves the United Kingdom, and they like changed the the Intercontinental title or the U.S. title to the European title. They did that whole thing like in the storyline in the game, and I'm like, why can't they do this like for real? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That sounds well. They cool, they kind of did. They had the uh, what was that? Sheamus and um, Alberto Del Rio and. Yeah, they, they kind of did it, but they didn't go all the way with it, though. You know? Oh, no, because nobody wants to commit these days to, like, being a real America-hating heel and get real heat. Like, they're afraid to really just say, fuck you, America. That's what they should have done with Jinder. They should have left Jinder as U.S. champion and had him come out and just trash America, say he's going to change the United States title to the, you know, um... Middle Eastern Championship or something like that because Americans aren't worthy mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh, yeah. They could have really dug into that. Like they, they really could have, but they won't do that anymore. No. Did you guys see um, the new team of Matt and Bray, which apparently now the Broken Universe will not feature Jeff Hardy because he went to a different show, which makes sense because if he wasn't factored into it, had to do something with them. And what do you do? You just send them somewhere else and you don't have to worry about it. Uh, they beat the Revival to become the number one contenders to face the bar at the greatest Royal Rumble ever for the tag team titles, which makes no sense because the bar is now on SmackDown. So we already know who's going to win that match. Yep. because They're not going to put the raw tag team titles on a team over on SmackDown. Told ya. <laughs> they're just, they're doing, they did a lot of weird shit like this this week. So told ya. We had that. Uh, did you guys see that on the Hulu version? Yep. So you actually saw the revival on the Hulu version? Holy yeah. shit. They're, the they're moving time. up. The first time ever. First time ever, they were ever, worthy <laughs> to make the Hulu version. I, I had no idea who you were talking about. I was about convinced they didn't week. actually exist. <laughs> Eric, you know that's not true. You've seen them in NXT. No. I had no idea who, who you were talking about until I saw listen, them this week. Listen, I thought uh, it was just one of those. Made it up. I thought it was just one of those lies that white people tell. You know, it's just because <laughs> only white people that know that they existed. I'm like, you were making these people up. We're gonna move on before we get into a discuss about a discussion about race and white people being liars. Um, like I said, we did a lot of weird shit this week with Monday Night Raw. Another weird thing was we had another Roman Reigns promo that was interrupted by Samoa Joe, setting up a match between them at Backlash, but Samoa Joe also went to SmackDown. (laughs) So what the fuck is WWE doing? It's such a waste. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. And I wish somebody would tell me because I just don't fucking know. And along the same lines, Natalia, who came over to Raw, had a match with Mandy Rose of Absolution. Um, Natalia beat Mandy, but then Absolution attacked Natalia. Ronda Rousey came out, made the save, kind of setting up Ronda's next feud with Natalia as her partner against Absolution. But then we took Absolution and sent them to SmackDown. 
So now what the fuck is Rhonda doing? I think it was more them establishing the friendship between her and Natty than it was the feud against Absolution. Yeah. Okay. Well, this would be the second time that Rhonda had a face-to-face with Absolution. She took out uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose before her match at WrestleMania. This would have been the second time. So I looked at it as them kind of setting up a feud. And then, again, it makes sense to put Absolution on SmackDown because Paige is there. But it doesn't make sense to use them as a catalyst when we have no idea what the fuck Ronda's doing and then I ship them off to another show. just want Ronda to be a heel. I know you do. Um, I want her to be managed by Paul Heyman and all will be right in the world. I know you said that you missed it last week. Did Ember Moon make the yes Hulu cut this week? So you got to see you got to see uh, Ember Moon take out Mickey James. That's the thing. I saw her last week also because I knew she had shown up. So I found the match on YouTube and watched it. Well, but, yeah, but you didn't see it on the show. You had to go look for it. This week you didn't have to go. Look that's the thing. For it. And the thing is, with her, I'm willing to look for it. <laughs> yeah, but you were upset last week. I was. I was. I I, I legitimately was. But, like I said, when it comes to her, I'm willing to look for it. Okay. But, okay. yes, I. the Eclipse is one of my favorite things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's such a cool move. Um, Brizongo beat the bar. The Didn't know she was married, though. I'm a little disappointed. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, she is. I said Brizongo beat the bar on their debut match on Raw, which was a nice send-off, sending the bar to SmackDown with a loss to Brizongo. Yeah, weird. I don't even remember that. Did I just blank out while that was happening? You might have. Was that in the Hulu version, Eric? Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I may have just blanked out while that was happening, and there's a good chance that I was just not paying attention. Well, I loved Brizongo showing up and doing the fashion police thing. Um, They also had a commercial during Raw that I don't know if you guys saw with Brizongo um, making fun of Mick Foley for the way Mick Foley dresses, but then oh, I think I, yeah, I saw that. Like Mick Foley underneath the clothes. Yeah, yeah I think that was I saw hilarious. that. Yeah. So I'm hoping we get more fashion files or something because we haven't had fashion files in a while, and I enjoyed them. And then they kind of got weird when they added the Ascension, though the Ascension came to Raw as well. So uh, who knows? Um. You guys got anything else that you want to dive into more on Raw, like the Roman Joe promos or um, that Miz TV thing, uh, Jinder's match, anything? Or do you guys want to talk about, you know, some possibilities of some of the people that came over from Monday Night Raw or from SmackDown to Monday Night Raw? I don't think there was anything else from Raw that I really wanted to make sure I talked about. Um... Because, I mean, we do have Chad Gable going to Raw, so now – we can have Chad versus Jason after, you know, the breakup and their little scuffle. I um, don't give a shit. We replaced the Miz with Discount Miz, Mike Kanellis. Oh, great. Oh, okay. I'm like, who the fuck is Mike? Okay, I remember. Maria's husband. Yeah, Miss- I know. I know. I remembered after a while. I'm like, oh, right. That's right. They gave him her last name, and that's just hilarious yeah. to me. But, yeah. Isn't she, like, prayed with, like, quadruplets or some shit? No, that was Christy Hemi, and she oh, had them. that was the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, Christy had them. Uh, I believe both Mike. I know Maurice did, but I believe uh, Mike and Maria also already had their baby, too. So maybe he'll actually be I think No, I think Maria's still pregnant. I'm pretty sure she had her baby. I think I saw something or I posted something about it. Go ahead, look it up. up. Uh, we also got Zack Ryder and Mojo Raleigh. They were kind of pushing Mojo on SmackDown. I don't know if moving to Raw is going to be a death sentence for him or not. Who? I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. Mojo Raleigh. Oh, that's why I wasn't listening. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, they were doing good things with him as a heel. He, he got rid of the get hype, stay hype thing, uh, which was a plus because that was just annoying as shit. They were starting to kind of push him on SmackDown, and then it died away. Now he's on Raw. I don't know if they're going to do anything with him on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I don't know. I can't imagine what. <laughs> yeah. You guys get the feeling that I got that uh, SmackDown kind of got the short end of the stick as far as this shakeup went. Like, I feel like 
between the Monday after WrestleMania and all of the returns and then the superstar shakeup, Raw got way more talent than SmackDown got. Like it was not an equal trade. That's how it always is, though. Raw always has most of the has the most going for it. But yeah, this year felt but SmackDown got the money in the bank cash in, and SmackDown got Samoa Joe. So it's cool. And Big Cass. Yes, Big Cass returned. Finally. He's seven foot tall. And you can't teach that. SmackDown was a little weird, too, because it's supposed to be the superstar shakeup, but we didn't get any mention of who came over to SmackDown until about 20 minutes into the show. We started the show with AJ calling out Shinsuke Nakamura and then Rusev and Aiden English showing up, which apparently now they're known as Rusev Day. That is their tag team name because that's what they kept referring to them as. Been saying that for a while. Um, also, apparently, Aiden English raps now. He's yeah. done that the last couple times. Yeah, it was Wait, a nice touch. What was his tag team partner's name before? Wasn't he part of a team before? Yeah, Simon Gotch. They were um, the Vaude Villains. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, like, Simon Gotch said some du- stupid shit and got fired. What did he say? What kind of I don't shit? remember exactly, but he made some comments that upset some people in the back, and they can't. Oh, ass. it was it was problems with the boys in the back. It wasn't like he said something on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh. Okay. So you were right. They had the baby about two weeks ago. Can you say that one more time? I never hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Broken clocks right twice a day, as I said. You know. You were right. April fourth, exactly two weeks ago. They announced so the birth of their daughter, Frederica. Huh? One day before my birthday. They one couldn't hold before. out one more day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, so wait anyway. a minute. They announced it on April 4th. I don't know if it was actually born on April 4th, though. We're going to say yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about AJ and Rusev. They had a match that ended in a DQ uh, because Aiden English jumped in and attacked AJ. Daniel Bryan came down to make the save, uh, which set up a tag team main event match where we saw AJ and Daniel Bryan team against R- Rusev Day. Question. Um, yeah, go ahead. Why is Rusev facing the Undertaker in a casket match? We're going to get to that. I have that written down here. We're going to talk about that weirdness. Let's finish it this. Just, so It just makes no sense. I don't understand. We had the tag team main event match. Big Cass and Shinsuke both interfered. Apparently, Shinsuke went from being the artist of the WWE to the punch AJ and the dick guy. Yeah, because that is all he's done. Yeah, he just came out and did it for no reason. This is the third time in like two weeks that he's just. I was thinking it would be great if they had uh, some kind of of storyline where um, AJ can't have children now. (laughs) Or some Shinsuke. other storyline where, for some reason, Shinsuke is obsessed with AJ's testicles. Or if Shinsuke changes his name to The Rack. No. No. And he does. No. We're not doing it. We're not Mr. doing Racco. that. No, he's not going to do Mr. Racco. It's not happening. And the people's low blow. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest character ever. Oh, man. Oh, so, listen, folks. Eric, listen, folks. So that know, was... Um, that's one that that only three people in the world will understand. But <laughs> well, I'm gonna explain it. I'm gonna explain it for Eric because he's lost. So, with the advent of Gilbert in the WWE, when we had our little backyard wrestling uh, federation at the time, I believe it was uh, HKW. Um, I decided that I was going to make a uh, spoof of The Rock, and I called him The Rack. And his finisher was the Rack Bottom, which was literally a low blow into a Rock Bottom. And then he also did the people's low blow. Um, so he'd do the people's elbow, but instead of dropping an elbow, he'd fist drop you in the dick. <laughs> Glorious. Oh, man. And that was the rack, and it was fun as shit. There was also Mr. Racco, which I never got because that would have involved grabbing someone and squeezing their testicles. And back then, we did not want to touch each other's junk. Yeah, right. Back then now, we didn't. Now it's changed. Back now then we didn't. Yeah. Now yeah, we don't now give a shit. Problem. But, you know, when we were 12 years old, that was a problem. You know? Yeah, you know, back 
back in the late nineties, early two thousands, homophobia was really big. Yeah, we were know? we were we were afraid of being gay, so it was just you know we didn't do that. But now we don't give a shit. Yeah, we openly accept it. It is what yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, also, what's interesting is they cut a promo at the end of this match. Or I'm sorry, they didn't cut a promo. They came out to have uh, Shinsuke do a promo, and apparently Shinsuke just forgot how to speak English. After speaking English, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just goes, no speak English, and that's it, and he walks away. So he's punching guys in the dick and completely forgot how to speak English. And I have no idea what the fuck they're doing with this yeah, guy. Yeah, basically he says that anytime they ask him a question that he doesn't want to answer. I think it's hilarious. I'm feeling it. Like, I understand. I get it. It's just, you know, he's a He's heel. just a ball punch. And anytime they try to hold him accountable for his actions, he just says he doesn't speak English. Yeah. Which yeah. is something that foreigners tend to do. Now, as somebody, as it- someone who deals with a lot of foreigners, you know, they come in and when they don't, like, when people, when they don't want to tip, act like they don't know what they're talking about. Like, they don't know what tipping is, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I used to work it's at Universal, trip. it happened all the time. You know what would make me so happy, Travis? What that? If they brought back Kai and Tai, I know Funaki is an announcer, but bring back Kai and Tai to manage Shinsuke. I wish the, the people could see really my face when you said voice that. For Taka, and then just have the indeed from Funaki. <laughs> indeed, that would be great. Listen, listen. If every time Shinsuke finished any kind of interview or anything, Funaki came in and just said indeed. Or every time he hit a low blow. And every time he punched a guy in the yeah, dick. Yeah. Just shows I, I, I'd accept that too. I'd be okay with that also. But I kind of like it as a cosign to everything Shinsuke says. Like he just comes in and just says, indeed. <sighs> well, you've been saying we need more managers. I know Funaki's an announcer. He's the number one announcer. Yeah, number one Japanese announcer now. I think he needs to retire as an announcer and be... The manager of Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm all for that. And yes, I have said repeatedly they need more managers. Desperately. We talked about uh, how... Oh, we didn't talk about it. So apparently the entire reason for The Miz coming to SmackDown was because Daniel Bryan wanted to hashtag punch him in the face. Or punch his face. I get it. So he talked to Shane and he talked to Paige and said, "Hey, make this happen. I can finally kick. I can finally punch this guy in the face. I've wanted to ha- it to happen. It hasn't happened. So Miz got brought over, but Miz didn't show up for the Superstar Shakeup because he's an A-lister. So instead, he did a promo from his home with his wife and child. Let me just say, I felt that shit. Like it was one of those things where." He's just like, you know, I was already on Raw this week. So you know what? Fuck you. I'm not coming today. <laughs> like, I get it. I'm all for it. Like, there's there's a lot of times we've we discussed this earlier, how I don't always see the heels as doing something heelish. I just, I get it. And it's just, listen, you trade me, but you already made me come to work once this week. I'm not coming back again tomorrow. Fuck you. Well, you make a really good point, Travis, and I think Eric will agree with this. So you said that you don't see the heels doing things as being heelish, but you're an adult and you view wrestling differently than you did as a child. A lot of things adults do, kids look as bad things, and they're not always bad things. That's why when we talked a couple weeks ago about how the good guy always does the dumb shit, and now we're saying the bad guy does the shit that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's why more adults flock towards the heels than they do the faces anymore. Cause it's like, you're a fucking idiot. Even like, when I was a kid though, I liked the heels. Like if you remember, like, yeah, like you when we were kids, even like when we were, like when we were kids, we played like, you know, SmackDown and shit on the PlayStation and shit. And they gave you the choice. I'd always make heels. Cause it was just, I don't know. It just made more sense to me to do that. I liked the heels. I've always liked heels. And you always like playing the role of a heel. Yeah, I have. So, it is more fun to be a heel. I see that now as an adult. <laughs> it is way more fun, and you have way more freedom to be a heel than you do as a good guy. Because there are no expectations of you as a heel. Well, your expectation as a heel is to make people dislike you. Which yeah, but you've got do- so much more free reign to do shit 
as a heel to make people not like you and to play around with that than you do as a good guy. As a good guy, it's kind of like, uh, I, I got to go do just this. Just do the, quote, right thing, and you're okay. Yeah. yeah. You got any thoughts on that, Eric? You're awfully quiet tonight. I love the heels. <laughs> They're the best. You know, you choked on something at the beginning of the podcast, and then you just haven't – did you hurt your vocal cords, or is your throat sore now? What's going on? Yeah. You want to share what you choked on earlier? I didn't choke. I was doing a coughing bit. Oh, okay. But you're okay? You're good? Yeah, yeah. Is there anything that we've talked about so far that you wanted to touch on? We're not, like, talking over you. We're not giving you your chance. I want I want no, you to be here and participate. Okay. You're, you're, you're golden. Making... You got, Do you have you anything the about Mordecai, who did not show up at WrestleMania to face John Cena, Listen. who you swear has been in the rafters Listen. at every pay-per-view, yet we have not seen him on any WWE TV, nor have you talked about him in the last couple of weeks? What's going on with your boy Mordecai? He's gone into hiding. You can't rush this thing, man. You, you cannot <laughs> rush Mordecai. All right, he will show up on his time. All right, Just you do realize time. that Mordecai started back around Survivor Series, I believe. Your discussion of this guy—it is now after WrestleMania. We Think back. Whole, whole Think season. back. Think back to the early days of WCW when Sting was in the rafters and shit. How long did it take him to actually show up in the ring? They actually a showed year. him in the rafters, though. Yeah, yeah, this is different. They got to evolve this thing, you know. Saw him. Listen, listen, listen. Back in WCW, they already showed you the card trick. All right, they got to switch it up a little bit. You got to show them something different now. It's got to be hidden stuff, you know. Like you can't. They can't show you everything up front anymore. They got to like be more subtle. Give it time. Give it time. Speaking speaking of being subtle and not showing it to you, they are killing me with the Bludgeon Brothers. And not hitting someone in the head with that fucking hammer. They're never they going to hit anybody me. in the head with the hammer. They keep teasing me and teasing me. Listen, if Triple H can't hit anybody in the head with the hammer, nobody gets hit in the head with a sledgehammer. Jay Uso lost to Luke Harper. They Bludgeon Brothers were going to beat the crap out of the, the Usos before Naomi came down and begged for her husband's life. I they need had- that kind of loyalty in my life. We should be your future ex-wife. Maybe you should work on getting her away from uh, Jimmy. I wouldn't do that. I like Jimmy. Okay. Um, anyway. I'm jealous him of him, up. but I like him. They had him lined up on the stairs. It looked like we were going to get to see them finally use those hammers. And then Naomi came down, begged for her husband's life. No hammers. They got to stop teasing me. I, I don't care if he gets hit directly in the head. Like They do some shit where they're not really hitting him in the head, but it looks like it. I just need to see someone smash with that fucking hammer. They've Hit gotten the rid. Of, they've gotten rid. Of, I say they might do that, but they've gotten rid of headshots completely with foreign objects. Like they're not doing that anymore. Yeah, but I mean, I see like knee shots to the face and shit. Yeah, like that's that. different. That's different. They're not hitting them in the, in the head with objects, though. They don't do. What that I'm anymore. saying is, there's a way to get around it and make it look like they did it. No, that's the thing. It's not. It's not actually hitting them in the head. That's the problem because they were fine. It was them being afraid of kids imitating the shit. So yeah. I thought it was the concussions that were the issue. I mean, kind of, but not really. It was more them like they stopped hitting people in the head, period, like that, because they don't want kids imitating. That's kind of like why they stopped doing the curb stomp, because they were afraid people were like kids were going to imitate it. And then they, you know, they get they just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let them do it. But yeah. that was what happened. They brought it back because they're like, fuck the kids. Yeah. So it's more of them being afraid of kids imitating it. Okay. So we talked about Samoa Joe cutting his promo on Raw, interrupting Roman Reigns. We talked about him going to SmackDown. But when he showed up on SmackDown, he cut another promo about Roman Reigns. And don't get me wrong. Samoa Joe is entertaining, and his promos are great. I just I don't get why you moved him to SmackDown, and he's still cutting promos about having a match with the guy on Raw. And they still moved promoting him a match. to SmackDown because they want him to face AJ. Which will be great. SmackDown could be the new TNA. Leave Bobby Roode over there. Then you got Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Bobby Roode. I'm, listen, I'm, I'm with the shits. Like, yeah, I'm okay with that. You put TNA's biggest stars on this WWE stage, I'll watch that all day, every day. You know what didn't make sense to me? What's that? That Finn Balor stayed on Raw. I really thought he was coming over to SmackDown because who doesn't want to see – they moved the club over. 
they did the ball- so they did the club thing with AJ, didn't really do much. Then they started doing the Balor Club thing with Finn, and it seemed like it was taken off, but then they didn't really put anything behind it. Now they're moving them back over to AJ, and they left Finn on Raw. I think they could have had Finn versus AJ, which not only would be amazing matches, be for but like a great the whole feud. thing about the club, too. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, and have them fight over who is in charge of the club, or maybe even start a new club. With all four you know, of them? <clears throat> huh? With all four of them? Not, no, I'm not saying with all four of them. If, no, I'm say saying club, that's what I want. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> you could do all four of them. Or you could have the club side with AJ and Finn picks another tag team or another group of guys, and then you've got two feuding factions running SmackDown. See, here's the thing. I love factions, all right? I know you And do. I really think it would be awesome if they all formed one big club because it would have just been all four of them. You got your tag team. You got your top star in AJ. You got your mid-card star in Finn Balor. So you have somebody competing in each little subsection of the Raw roster, and that's how you make a good faction. I agree. And you're going to get Sanity, so that's a faction coming up. But You said what? You said we've got Sanity coming up, which is Eric Young. So now you've got Eric Young. I have no idea what that is, though. So it's... Sanity is a faction from NXT that's run by Eric Young. You how know many? Eric Young from TNA. Yes, yes, but how now many of them Samoa is Samoa Joe, Eric Young, and AJ on SmackDown. But I'm saying, why did they take Bobby Roode away? Sanity is Eric Young and who else? This guy, Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane, you'll find out who they are. Killian Dane is this giant, fat beast of a man. He's kind of like Prince Albert with hair. Hmm. Back okay. when he still had a hairy back and shit. Like, he's just covered in hair. He's, like, 400 pounds, long hair, Irish or Scottish as shit, and he's just a beast who does, as uh, Eric's buddy Moro Ronaldo calls it, the tope suicida. So he will dive through the ropes onto people <laughs> at 400 pounds or 385 pounds or whatever he is. <laughs> but he's a big fucking beast. Alexander Wolf, eh. Eh, he's just somebody. I don't, you know, he's not really a factor in sanity. It was really Eric Young, Killian Dane, and Nikki Cross that made that group. There was another tag team in NXT that you were telling me about a while ago. Uh, you are talking about. Um, I hated their name. their name. I hated their name. Yeah, because it was two black guys and it was very. Uh, Street Profits. The Street Profits. Them. Where are they? They were just in the Dusty Rhodes Classic. They made it to, like, the semifinals and then got taken out. Are they any good? Yeah, they're good. Okay. Yeah, no, they're, they're really I'm talented. I'm just curious. I, I still hate the name, but we'll, we'll see. They also come out with solo cups and are drinking out of solo cups constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just straight-up racism, Travis. That's black straight as hell. Up. But it's just... <laughs> But anyway, we were talking about SmackDown. We were talking about the fucking, yeah, Balor and... Sanity. Yeah, yeah, we are talking about Sanity. Okay, so it's three of them. Okay. Three guys, for whatever reason, they're not bringing Nikki Cross with them. I That's don't understand. That's not it. a faction. That's just a three-man tag team. I need, like, a faction. I need somebody who can... They have somebody that can compete in each, I guess you can call it a division. So by definition, a faction is only a faction if there are more than three members. So the NWO at first was not a faction when it was just Hall, Nash, and Hogan. Correct. Okay. So the Undisputed Era is now officially a faction in NXT because they went from a three-man group to four men by adding Well, it's different in NXT because they only have one belt. Well, two belts, I guess you say, tag team titles also. So They introduced the North American title, and... The Undisputed Era now has the North American Championship and the tag team titles. I think with factions, you need to have some, like, you need to have people in within your faction that can compete for, like, multiple titles. You know what I mean? Like. Well, that's what they have now. Like, back, like, you know, back when, you know, the Nation of Domination was feuding with DX. They had the European title, the Intercontinental title, and the tag titles, you know? Yeah, I got you. So you just, you know, you need to be able to compete for multiple titles. Well, I'm glad you're bringing up titles and competing for titles because 
back on SmackDown, we had the awesome Melibration, which I absolutely loved. I forgot how good Carmella was on the mic mm-hmm. until she came out and did her fucking thing. She is the equivalent on the mic to Alexa Bliss on Raw. Oh, yeah. She was great. Yeah, she's great. Charlotte came out and interrupted her, which I was actually kind of upset about because she was entertaining the shit out of me. Um, Charlotte was interrupted by the Iconics, who then attacked Charlotte. Listen. Becky came down and made a save, and then instead of getting a tag team match, we got Charlotte versus Billy Kay, which... I don't know if it was because it was her first televised like live SmackDown match or whatever, but Billy did not look great, and I'm hoping. Well, whatever. I think it, she looked less great because we really wanted to see more of Peyton instead, <laughs> and so because you know we got the less hot of the two in the ring, it was there was no way they could get that right. Well, here's the thing, so. Now with absolution. Don't don't to... wait wait before you go on. Let me just clarify. I'd let both of them touch it, but I'm just saying between the two, if given the choice. And when you say touch it, you mean my penis. Um, Eric, next week we'll talk about your penis. We've done Travis's penis two or three weeks in a row. We did my penis on the live podcast. We'll talk about your penis next week. We can talk your about your penis probably... now, Eric, if you want. Do you want to bring up your penis? No, it's okay. We already fulfilled the uh, quota. Okay. If you want, you can come Once over for. Week. If you want, reference. you can come over for backlash. And not only will we talk about your penis, but I will introduce you to the rack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. You can get a rack bottom and a people's low below live on Facebook. <laughs> oh man! Nice. I get what you're saying, Travis. My thing is, Billy Kay, my, this is the impression WWE has given me about Billy Kay. Peyton Royce has kind of been the anointed one, which, yes, she's attractive, but I'm assuming she's also better in the ring because I would she, anoint she was, her daily. Yeah. She was put in the fatal four way for the NXT women's <laughs> title that Ember Moon won. Billy Kay was not in that match. Peyton Royce was put in the women's uh, battle royal. Yo, hold Billy on. Billy Kay was not put in that match. Hold on, hold on. That just <laughs> that made me think of something somebody told me a couple years ago. You ever heard of giving a girl the Lion King? No, I haven't. All right, here's what it is. All right, listen, listeners, prepare yourself. All right. When you give someone the Lion King, what it means is you come on their forehead and then run your thumb over and be like, Simba, <laughs> like in the Lion King. <laughs> when you I, talked about anointed, when I'm like, I'd anoint her daily, that popped into my head. <laughs> so, so you're like Rafiki? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Back to wrestling. Uh, Charlotte beat Billy Kay. Like I said, the match was kind of eh. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it was just nerves on Billy Kay's part. <clears throat> All this led to Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, and Char- uh, sorry, Carmella attacking Becky and Charlotte. So Asuka comes down and makes the save, which lets us know, hey, Asuka's here. She's on SmackDown. And Asuka kicked the shit out of all three of those women. Well, actually, Carmella took off because she's smart. Yeah. But Billy Kay and Peyton Royce really got the short end of that fucking <clears throat> Asuka stick because she beat the shit out of them. Going back to our heel thing, you know, when we're talking about how we're talking about, you know, heels do what makes sense. Yeah, you don't go in there and fight these people right now. You're not getting paid for that. I'm going home. Like, <laughs> I get paid to have matches. I don't get paid to randomly fight you in the ring when you want me to fight you. No, no. Like what Samoa Joe did on Monday Night Raw. Exactly. Roman Reigns called. Him I out. wouldn't He's get like, in the ring with Roman Reigns at that time. time either. When he standing there waiting for me to get into the ring, so he can jump me and beat the shit out of me. No, no. But taking it one step further, Carmella was even smarter because now she's champion. She knows what Oscar's capable of. So when she saw Oscar coming, she got the fuck out of there because I'm not going to get all beat up and shit exactly. when I got to defend my title. Exactly. And then no. they have a title match. I get myself DQ'd right away and I go home. Yeah. No, I'm not giving you a chance <laughs> to take this title away from you. And she named her title. Oh, what the fuck? I didn't write it down. What did she name her title? It was. Uh, oh, I don't remember, but I remember her doing it. Eric, do you remember oh, what she uh, named the title? Shit. 
It's on the tip of my tongue. It was uh, Cleopatra. Yes, Cleopatra. So we officially met Cleopatra as Frankie was taken away from us. I also enjoy that she names all of her accomplishments. It's very Carmella. Yes, it's very Carmella. All right, let's get into two more things. Uh, Let's talk Rusev Undertaker. So it was announced Rusev was going to face the Undertaker in a casket match at the Grace Royal Rumble. We have no idea why. Then it was kayfabe said that Lana's like, no, I don't want my husband in this match, blah, blah, blah. Okay, Chris Jericho versus Undertaker. And then, like, right after we talked about it last week on the podcast, maybe a day or two later, they're telling us it's Rusev versus Undertaker again. And I didn't read it. Someone had posted it in the group. Uh, I believe it was Mike uh, Willis posted it in the group. But I didn't read it earlier that day. So I saw a promo for it on Raw, and I'm like, oh, you fucked up. You guys ran the wrong promo. Then I went back and read it on the page, and I'm like, oh, so now Lana gave Rusev the okay. So now Chris Jericho goes back to the Greatest Royal Rumble, and now it's going to be Rusev versus The Undertaker again. This whole thing, it didn't make sense that they made this match in the first place because, like Travis said earlier, why? And it makes absolutely no sense why they keep putting Rusev in and then taking him out. Like, and then putting him back in. Maybe they just thought it would be funny. Maybe. Why would they, like, tease Jericho, though? Like, what was what's going on with Jericho? Well, Jericho was already going to be in the Greatest Royal Rumble. They announced that. And now he was the replacement for Rusev. So now he's just going to be back in the Greatest Royal Rumble. He was already announced for the Greatest Royal Rumble. Oh, okay. That 50-man Rumble. Um, my only thought is that they were going to put Rusev in the match, and then they're like, ah, Rusev Day is really popular. We really don't want to fuck with that. So they took him out, and then they decided, nah, you know what? We're going to run with this guy as a heel anyway. And then they put him back in. That's the thing. Like, we've already, like, you know, Undertaker's too fucking old to really do a match. So is he going to squatch Rusev, too? My my assumption is that John Cena is going to be in that casket, and he's going to pop out and try and get revenge on The Undertaker or somehow be involved in this match. Um, I don't see it being just a plain, straight-up casket match. It's going to be on the network, right? It's going to be on the network in two weeks. We have not seen John Cena since WrestleMania, even though he's probably dealing with the sadness of the fact that after losing at WrestleMania, Nikki Bella no longer sees him as a man and dumped his ass. If um, I lost that ass, him? I'd be upset too. They, she dumped him? They, they said it was mutual, which means she dumped his ass. <laughs> Here's my thing, though. If, if they're not getting married anymore, though, like does that mean like he can't hit it no more, though? Like, What if they still fucking? I don't think they're still fucking Travis. It didn't sound like they're just not getting married. They're still together. It sounded like they're done. I didn't say they were still officially together. You can not be officially together and still fucking. Yeah, that's true. Which would be good enough for you. You don't need to marry Nikki Bella as long as you can hit it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Nikki right. Bella, yeah, that's all I need from her. Is there anything else from SmackDown or Raw you guys want to cover? Besides Peyton, I don't want to cover anything else. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> take that as a no. Uh, while Travis drives away all of our female listeners with his sexism, um, Bruno San Martino. Yeah, I'm doing it on purpose. I think they know that. <laughs> I I hope they know that. Um, Bruno San Martino passed away. Um, one of the greatest WWF champions of all time had a combined reign of 12 years. One of the most revered WWE champions of all time. Uh, he was 82 years old when he passed away. Um, very sad. So rest in peace, Bruno. Yeah, man. Yeah. I saw um yeah, I saw somebody mention it and I'm like, wait, what <laughs> happened? And I had to look it up and I was just like, damn, we lost Bruno. At least they got him into the Hall of Fame before that happened though. You know. Absolutely. And that was uh, a lot of Triple H's doing. Yeah. A lot of people that Vince burned bridges with, Triple H brought back into the fold, so and got a man before they died. Him and Warrior, you know. All right, guys, let's get to this. Who is winning on Monday Night Raw? Hmm. Jeff Hardy. On Raw. Um. That's a good question. Because not. It's, 
nobody really had a definitive winning moment on Raw. You know what I mean? Like, well, Brizongo beat the former four-time or five-time Raw Tag Team Champions. Yeah, I mean, that was more funny than a true, like, winning moment, though. Like Jeff Hardy, hey, won, said the Jeff Hardy won the U.S. title. Yeah, that's true. I'll give it to Jeff. Yeah, I'll go with Jeff. Um, I'm going to go with Baron Corbin because now that he's on Monday oh Night Raw, God, he can to greatness and Mad defeat Brock Lesnar. Um, the video package made me throw up. So uh, that's where I'm going to go. No, actually, I'm going to go with Dolph uh, because him and Drew made a really nice impact, and I'm looking forward to seeing what, they, what they're what they going to do. So I'm going to go Dolph and Drew. Who's losing on Monday Night Raw? Um, fucking... I'm going to go with Miz Taraj. Yeah. That was, that was like, yeah. Who, yeah, yeah. Because they're done. <laughs> just... Unless they find someone else to leech onto. Like, unless we get rid of the Singh brothers and they jump on the Jinder Mahal bandwagon. Or maybe they, like, see... maybe they latch on yeah. with uh, KO and uh, Sami Zayn. Maybe. But those but, guys oh, are boring. Maybe you get a faction there. Maybe yeah. you get a four-person faction there. Even then, they'd probably fall by the wayside. So, yeah, they're, I'm, yeah. Speaking of the Mistourage, uh, did you guys hear Corey Graves call the Balor Club the Bullet Club? No, no did he? That. Yeah, and then he had to tweet <laughs> out that uh, he told Finn Balor to stop making so many goddamn clubs, it gets confusing. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Hey, that's fair. Yeah. All right, who's uh, winning on SmackDown? Carmella still. Um... Samoa Joe is a close second. Mm. You go ahead, Matt. Uh, I really want to go with Jeff Hardy because he beat Shelton Benjamin Cheated. in his debut match, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably say Daniel Bryan because. He got the Miz over there, and now we're finally going to see that Daniel Bryan-Miz confrontation that we've been waiting for since that episode of Talking Smack. And he's back, and he's been on quite the roll ever since uh, he returned as an active wrestler. So, I'll That's give a good way to put it. I agree with that. Who's losing on SmackDown? Mm, the Usos. Like, yeah, that was that was a pretty quick loss. Yeah, man, they just got. Like, I'm gonna go with AJ Styles because he keeps getting punched in the dick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, AJ Styles' dick is losing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, AJ Styles' dick is absolutely losing. We also uh, two things I forgot to mention real quick on SmackDown that our Truth promo in the back with the that new was great. guy was great with him and Ty Dillinger the- where. Although they're calling him the immortal R-Truth now. That's what I was about to say. And I meant to correct you earlier when you just called him R-Truth. I'm like, I need you to say his name properly. But then I I got distracted and forgot. But, yeah. (laughs) But that thing with him and Ty Dillinger and then him saying he's glad to be here on Monday Night Raw. And they're like, this is SmackDown. He's like, oh, sorry. I'll I'll, I'll see you guys tomorrow. And then (laughs) just left. (laughs) Yeah. Like he just has no idea what's going on anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was great. And then uh, we did talk about Andrade, Cien Almas, and Zelina Vega. What's important is Zelina Vega, or as some people know her from the independent circuit, Thea Trinidad, had her first official match on NXT tonight where she faced off against uh, Johnny Gargano's wife, Candice LeRae. So I'm wondering if we're going to see her actually mix it up in the women's division because so far all we've seen out of her is her getting involved in Andrade's matches, um, giving Hurricane Rana's and the such to his opponents. So she may be part of the women's division, so that might actually be another wrestler added into the fold and not just a manager. Yeah, they're getting more and more women in. I'm thinking we're finally going to get that women's tag division. So, Yeah, with Absolution and now the Iconics, like we've got real tag teams loading up here on SmackDown and on Raw, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Especially, you know, you've got T-Generation X with Becky and Charlotte. Now that Charlotte's not champion, you've got – the riot squad. Um, yeah, there's, there's definitely, whether it be one set of tag team titles that floats between two shows or one for each show. Um, it's a possibility. Travis, what do you have to plug this week? 
Um, well, Smackin' uh, and Raw, of course, is where we are. Um, we're actually working on getting us on some new platforms. We'll be on, not going to promise this, and I'm working on getting us on Spotify. Um, let's see, what else? Super Flashy Era of Tomorrow, back this week. But also, check us out this coming Sunday. And I'm pretty sure 10 Sundays in a row when... uh. Westworld returns. We'll be doing a live show following Westworld. Live after show. Yep. Following Westworld every week. Um, so look for that. Right now, that's it. And they can follow you on Twitter at Sir underscore Cussalot. Yep. S I R underscore C U S S A L O T T. And you can find the Super Flashy Arrow page at www.facebook.com slash super flashy arrow or slash groups slash super flashy arrow along with the smack and raw facebook page where we will discuss wrestling every pay-per-view except for the greatest royal rumble because i'm not going to be up for it at 7 a.m it's just not going to happen i'm not doing that um but you can find us at facebook.com slash group slash smack and raw also besides the greatest royal rumble every regular pay-per-view you will find either me and Travis, me, Travis, and Eric, or Travis and Eric live on Facebook at the Creatia Magazine Facebook page, post-WrestleMania. I will post the link on the Smack and Raw page if you're already there, so you can come watch us for a live after show after every pay-per-view. Uh, we'll make sure we get it on the Creation Magazine page. And, uh, Eric, you got anything? I got nothing. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Ritter. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. And that's it for this show, guys. Say good night. Good night. Good night. We are smacking it raw, and we are that damn good. <laughs>